It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello and welcome to the show. So this is the Panacea Concept. I'm your host, Matthew Diaz. I'm an integrative health practitioner and I've studied at one of the top uh, practices really in the world. It's a, it's a online practice, so it's kind of a big... Um, endless possibilities basically for for practicing and expanding on that so um thanks to that training i was actually able to help myself overcome some really debilitating health issues that i was suffering from quote unquote for over 20 years so really since i'm uh since i was you know in my single digit age and uh, I am now 32, so uh, in case you were wondering what my age is, uh, yeah, so I, I, I've been, um, I guess, about a year or two so far into like really being good. And every uh, month, every few months or whatever, I really experience a, a new level of health and, and wellness as long as I keep working on it. Uh, and that's what this whole show is about, is about expanding on these topics. It's about teaching people for free, what real health looks like. It's, um, I mean, I was actually just watching a video today and it was, uh, it, it, because I'm an integrative health practitioner now, I kind of stay in that circle where everyone already kind of has the knowledge and except for, you know, a few people that I talk to. So it's always kind of a, a good wake up call to watch a video and hear how people are describing what they're going through. Um, you know, still currently or what they uh, were going through for so many years as well. It really puts me back in touch with my roots of really not knowing what was going on and not getting enough help or any help really from the conventional medicine uh, system. And um, that's why I want to do this podcast as, uh, you know, four times a week for now, maybe, maybe what more uh, <laughs> uh, later. It's it uh, all depends, but I want to keep pushing this out because then it makes it more likely that someone else hears what real health is about and they can understand it better. It's kind of like um, if this is your first time hearing it, you may be uh, pretty much experiencing it. It's kind of like being in a um, in the dark ages, basically, when it comes to health. Is like you don't really understand what's going on. You don't really understand the body. So... Um, so you end up holding on to basically superstitions. And that's kind of how the mainstream science community and health community operates. It's, it's weird to think about because we have all this technology and we're so advanced in certain things, but we're not really advanced when it comes to, to health. And I think that's honestly, it's on purpose because it's just more profitable if we're sick all the time. And if you don't believe me, you don't have to. You're going to just... It, keep on listening, keep on listening to my podcast, listen to the Cabral concept, read the rain barrel effect. I got a nice uh, new background. I, I put these shelves together. Um, well, I chopped these, the, the taller shelves. They were about twice the size and I chopped it in half. And now they fit underneath in my background, underneath these cabinets. Uh, so now I get to display my awesome uh, health book collection. And I, now I also have more room for more books. So it's pretty awesome. I mean, uh, a lot of things are digital now, but I still really prefer the uh, the physical books. 
So today's episode is really continuing this whole COVID-19 thing. Uh, and why am I speaking about it like that? You will see shortly. Um, so a lot of so a lot of information came out months ago. So this is um, August 10th. But when uh, was it February or March around then, there was a, plenty of information to really go on a, a, like a good defensive strategy. And it wasn't and it didn't have anything to do with locking yourself indoors. I mean, unless you're, you're in that really at-risk category. It had more to do with nutrition and it had more to do with um, just really a, a good preventative treatment. And um, quick disclaimer, I don't cure, treat, or diagnose any diseases. I actually just work with what I feel matters, actually matters. Uh, I mean, cures, diagnosis, and treatments, they're nice, but I think real, real uh, really what matters is root level imbalances, toxicities, and deficiencies, and balancing those out. Um, what that means is that if you are perfectly balanced, you don't have any symptoms, and you don't have any illness. That's what that means. So basically, we, uh, for a very long time, probably, maybe still currently, if you're listening to this, um, and this is your first time listening to this, we operate on a very dark age uh, level of thinking when it comes to health. We actually focused on the, we're focusing on the wrong things so much to the point uh, that it's really, uh, uh, it's detrimental. It's, there's a, absolutely everybody, no, no questions asked. If you're not working, if you don't even understand that statement, you're probably not as healthy as you could be. So um, you're definitely not as healthy as you could be. Uh, like there's, um, and, and that's kind of like the first, the first questions, first time I really questioned this whole COVID thing was when I, when, when I took everything I learned, right, and I really thought about it and mulled it over. I was like, wait a minute, millions of people die every year unnecessarily, uh, and now we're shutting down because two million people could potentially die? And it didn't really make sense because the, the current systems in place literally kills uh, millions and millions and millions every year. Um, I mean, unnecessarily, I'm talking. So if that's a bold statement, if you consider that a bold statement, just keep on reading these books and keep on uh, going down the rabbit hole, basically, because this is this is a, a very true conspiracy that uh, we're I'm working on helping people break out. So, um, so this article I'm going to go with you. I'm going to share share it on the video and the podcast. I'll just read it. But basically, uh, this is old information. It just keeps coming out, and whenever there's information that's contrary to the uh, certain whose opinion, then um, it gets suppressed. And you would think, first of all, that's like a big red flag. If we're in a, a uh, tough situation, you would want people talking and discussing things so that uh, we can get quicker answers and not just suppressing the frontline workers' um, information and data, right? Um, but they're being suppressed. And I mean, even some of, I mean, if I post anything about a popular video, suppressed not on my podcast because uh their podcast i guess there's a, a, a lot more freedom than that so 
the because that's honestly how you would push forward and get quicker results is you would have everybody talking and working together for a common goal but instead you have uh, oh wait it's not a it, there's not a six months long study on this on this topic yet so it's anecdotal and uh, if uh, well, we have 100% success rate or 99% success rate doing this shouldn't we learn from that no it's anecdotal that's kind of the um that's kind of the language that's being used and um and yeah it's it's insane it, it's i hope you are seeing what I'm saying, but if, if it sounds weird and you're finding it hard to process, that's because I am pushing that bubble that you're stuck in and it's just hard to break out of at first. And I mean, I know because I was in that bubble not that long ago and, and I still continue to expand and really, the more I learn, the more I see how the world works and, and, um, and it's it's better it's better it's definitely better to know how the world works but it's um but it's just kind of sad that i that so many people are stuck in that bubble they're kind of stuck in this i'm a victim bubble uh, because first of all they don't have the information and so technically i guess you know they are a victim because they don't have enough information to really do anything about it and they're they even people who look like the uh lady who I, I saw her video today she looked for two years spent thousands and thousands of dollars a month <laughs> that's thousands of dollars a month trying anything to get healthy uh, desperate you know just trying to get her life back and it's unnecessary uh, so anyway I hope um, I hope I'm catching you at the right moment in your life that you're uh, open to change and then you can just do the research that's the nice thing is that I'm not promoting anything that I'm telling you to trust blindly. I'm trying to educate you step by step so that you understand what real health is. And then you can just go, go into it, you know, with full confidence. You're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And this is why I'm doing it. And this is how long I have to do it for. And this is probably a, most likely it's a lifelong habits. Uh, these are lifelong habits to, to have. Um, and, and it's just, it's a real answer that's how those are okay so let's get into this article on yet again another vitamin uh, d article on its uh, correlation with covid19 uh, severity so let me read little snippets um okay while the world awaits a definitive treatment cure or vaccine of uh, for COVID-19. Oh, uh, this article is from the Epic Times. That's E-P-O-C-H Times. I like that newspaper. Um, I don't like most, I don't, I don't think I like that many uh, newspapers or news outlets because they, they seem to push a certain agenda uh, knowingly. And this one, if it is pushing an agenda, I think it's unknowingly. So right now, the agenda that they're unknowingly pushing is kind of this, the same conventional medicine model of healthcare, so of course it you know it depends on who's writing it, but I don't think they're doing that on purpose because I don't I don't think they understand that that cures and vaccines and treatments are are really um, I mean they're only for emergency based but really preventative ish preventative I mean if you, we have much more information on how to prevent things than anything if we just focused on that we could uh, wipe out like ninety percent of of diseases quote unquote. And um, yeah, and 
I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge amount of life saved. So, okay, while the world awaits for a definitive treatment cure or vaccine to COVID-19, studies have shown a, a significant correlation between a low level of vitamin D in blood and, and a greater risk of infection of COVID-19, revealing that more robust data is needed to determine if vitamin D can prevent the disease or be used as an adjunct therapy. See how that works? Let's wait on more data while people are dying. It doesn't really, that strategy doesn't really work, does it? It doesn't hold up in the real world. Uh, what I'm trying to teach you is real world applicable uh, information. And vitamin D, it's like, there's, it's so easy to include into your, uh, into everyone to include, you know, go get more sun and, and supplement with a vitamin D3, that's triglyceride bound. And, um, and, and I'll give you the, the dosage, the, the estimated dosage, of course, you would want to test and see if you're dosing your vitamin D appropriately. Uh, but I'll give that at the end. So vitamin D, com I'm reading the article again, commonly known as sunshine vitamin is the hormone uh, with a vast array of benefits over and above bone and muscular health. Uh, it may also strengthen their immune system. It does, but um, the, the terminology that they have to use, they have to say may. It's, it's ridiculous. And this is why people are sick because they, like, there's so many hoops that you have to jump through in order to help people uh, conventionally and there's and you know and and there's so many hoops that I have to jump through now in order to to be in compliance with giving uh, health information. I mean, the immune system functions on vitamins and minerals. The body functions on vitamins and minerals, nutrients, as well as carbs, protein, calories, and fat. Like that's that's everything you you know diet wise. But there's more to it now and and. And we know this. We know this. This is it's insane um, that just because of the process that conventional science uses, mainstream science really, that they have to they have to say, well, we don't know all the time because it's um, because it's like frowned upon to just know know how the the human body works and what it basically needs and the. Anyway, well, let's let's continue. I mean, it's your vitamin D levels. I'll just say this now should be uh, for an optimal range. It's not what conventional medicine says. It's not uh, you know thirty or something. That's really low. Uh, it's fifty to seventy or eighty at the high high end. Um, so, pending conclusive evidence on vitamin D's effect on COVID nineteen, doctors are stressing the importance of people having their vitamin D levels checked to ensure they have an adequate level of, of the nutrient. Uh, all right, let's see, she screens all her patients for vitamin D, um, right, it depends. Okay, so here's an important point, I'm just gonna gloss over here. Uh, so the, it's an important point. So if you have darker skin, you have to, you have more, you have to be in the sun longer than someone with lighter skin so that you would absorb more vitamin D. Uh, so that's also important and that may be a very easy connection to how um, minorities minorities quote unquote uh, how african americans in um in the united states are, are doing uh worse with uh covid19 is because most likely have lower levels of vitamin d 
um, because it's harder for them to get uh, good levels of vitamin D. And of course, unless you're supplementing as well, then it, then you know you should do. I mean, you should get uh, natural sunlight as well. But um, so I mean, supplementing is just how it sounds. Supplementing so you can reach the appropriate levels of uh, vitamin D in your blood. Now, okay, 45% less likely to have vitamin D. Okay, here we go. So um, research by the Cooper Institute observing how fitness and body weight affected vitamin D levels in black adults said African-American men and women with moderate or high fitness levels were 45% less likely to have vitamin D deficiency than those with low fitness levels. That's interesting. Basically, basically it's, it's like I said, it's not one thing. It's living all around healthy lifestyle. So you can say eight factors. You could say nine or 10 different factors, diet, exercise, uh, stress reduction, uh, toxin removal, um, rest, emotions, success mindset, and um, supplements. Or uh, I think I had everything. The de-stress protocol off the top of my head. Um, so all those factors, you pay attention to those. And it's, that's really all health is. It's just a lot of uh, different things that you're honestly supposed to be doing, but because of the way you live, you don't really uh, take care of your body like you should because you don't know. I mean, that's how, we, that's how it is. We don't actually know. Like, I didn't want to get um, arthritis and, and hypothyroidism and um, you know, inflamed joints and my knee cartilage being eaten up and <laughs> I didn't want or brain fog and all that stuff. I didn't want that. I unknowingly was contributing to it and I didn't know how to supply my body with the right things. And I didn't know how to take it, um, the, the toxins, the toxicity. I didn't know how to reduce that at all. Take, take away the environmental toxins. Um, now here's where I will give you my own uh, advice because the article is a, it's really off on how much you should supplement and it's really generalized information. And this happens all the time. I mean, I took um, a personal training certification from NASM and uh, there's like a good, good section on vitamins and minerals, but what you're left it with the overall idea and, um, and feeling behind our vitamin pretty much is that you're not supposed to take too many of them and just a small amount is all you need. And technically both true, but they're also very misleading because people can take a lot of vitamins and uh, everybody's different. So for example, let's, let's read the article now. Um, to treat vitamin D deficiency, exposing skin to direct sunlight for 15 to 30 minutes, avoiding sunburns, along with incorporating foods such as salmon, white, uh, some mushrooms, white mushrooms, cod liver oil may be enough to, for some people to reach. I mean, just, yeah, just test. Let's skip that. Dr. Abe Malkin wrote in an email to the Epic Times that generally a safe daily supplement dose would be 2,000 IUs, but it's like... Uh, I'll international units. I'll um, go back to that. But for those who are more deficient, they can take up to 5,000 IUs. And that's because they have a, um, a different definition of, of uh, appropriate vitamin D levels in the bloodstream. So like I said, so conventional medicine has, has this wide range of 
of what you can be basically for vitamin D and for a lot of things. So um, they have this wide range or they have this very, very low range, but they, they don't really have an optimal range. So basically in order to avoid real problems, real, um, real like emergency based problems, you would have to supplement with 2000 IUs to 5000 IUs, which is very generalized and it's not really a good recommendation, but that's because they haven't the doctor probably hasn't studied uh, vitamins and nutrition as much as someone who actually works with people about it, like, like me. So, um, uh, right, so for a, for a child, probably a thousand IUs would be good, but basically you just go by body weight and a good rule of thumb is 35 IU per pound of body weight. So let me do a quick calculation if you are, 150 pounds, um, then you would take, if you are 150 pounds and you do 35 IUs per pound of body weight, you would then take 5,000 IUs uh, plus, so 5,250, but um, you're probably not going to get that specific of a dose supplement. So for example, I take a, a vitamin D supplement from Equilibrium Nutrition uh, that is 1,000 IUs per drop. So I would either go 5,000 or 6,000 if I weighed uh, 150 pounds, but I do not. I weigh um, a bit more than that. So, and also it matters what you test at. So like, let's say for example, I did 5,000 IUs per pound, uh, 5,000 IUs. Um, so yeah, let's say I did 5,000 IUs for three months and I test my vitamin D levels. Um, whether at home or at a doctor's office, however you want to do it. There are at-home labs, which is actually what you see in the back. Those are uh, my souvenirs from my first um, uh, at-home functional medicine labs. And, um, and let's say that 5,000 wasn't enough, and I had 36. Um, in, in my vitamin D levels, I actually had a 36. So then I should bump up my, my vitamin D levels to uh, six or 7,000 per day. And then, you know, for so many months until I test again and see how it may be, maybe next time I'm at 70 or 80, then I would know to reduce back down to fifth or to 5,000 or five drops basically. Um, so this is just one vitamin. The body uses a lot of vitamins and minerals. And especially if you're, if you're dealing with a lot of stress, you're going to be, uh, your body's going to be buffering uh, the stress with, it's going to be using the vitamins uh, and minerals to really buffer the stress. How do I put this? Um, to protect your body, it's going to sacrifice vitamins and minerals in order to not do as much damage to your body. So that's kind of uh, what I what I mean by by that. So uh, now, who is the founder of Medical Direct? Okay. He also says zinc and vitamin C supplements should be taken at the same time to help booster, bolster the immune system. Again, scratch all this. So if you're not doing, if you're not getting a activated, a functional medicine activated multivitamin and mineral, then doing this, yeah, it's helpful, but it's really, it's like, not it's it's like you're not having a foundation to stand on so uh i mean you're just reading an article 
on one vitamin. Imagine what all the vit other vitamins that you're supposed to be getting on a daily basis. Imagine what they do in the body. And then now imagine what every mineral does because it's talking about zinc being very important for the immune system and as well. Now, I mean, it's, uh, it's again, it's, it's because the research from natural medicine and all the success that natural medicine has, it's honestly because they, it's, it's, it's viewed bad. It's, it's like, they just don't want it to be true because, and, and honestly, and the longer this goes, the more they study, uh, the more natural medicines kind of prove it. It's just proven right uh, recently. So I think the most recent breakthroughs when it comes to conventional medicine, believing um, what natural medicine has already known for thousands of years, um, maybe not in the same terminology, maybe not to the extent, but they were right to, to how they approached the subject. And, and the, um, so, so two of those is um, leaky gut. Leaky gut is something that was laughed at uh, for I don't know how long, and then now it's accepted. But th although the current, basically, it'd be, you'd be really hard pressed to find a, a conventional medicine doctor who even knows what to do uh, about a, a leaky gut um, or a, or what do you call it, hyperintestinal permeability. You would really, you good luck finding one, and then good luck with them having the right tests that even uh, can identify it. I mean, it's you're, you're going into a functional medicine direction, which is, you know, that, that those tests I was talking about earlier. Um, now, the second thing, which is, I think even more is, which is a lot more recent, and this is, talk, I'm talking about like a couple of years. So in the last few years, they actually figured out that thing, the other thing they were laughing about uh, was also true, which is the um, large intestinal fungal overgrowth or small intestinal fungal overgrowth. Now, they've known about SIBO. They've known about uh, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, but um, they haven't really incorporated or understood um, the fungal aspect of it, which is very important, honestly. Um, that just a lot of people have fungal overgrowth because they take things that are, uh, that are gonna kill bacteria a lot easier than they're gonna kill fungal uh, and um, organisms. So, um, okay, so let's move on. Is there anything else to say from this article? Let's see, oh yeah, then they talk about mega dosing. See, this is the, uh, they talk about mega dosing with vitamins at the end. So a French National Academy of Medicine recommended that if you were confirmed, um, you should receive testing, but if you were confirmed to be a COVID-19 test, uh, then, and you were found to be deficient, then you would bolster your vitamin D levels with 50 to 100,000 IU. So that's like a mega dose, that's a lot of vitamin D. And, um, if it's an emergency, I, I guess, you know, just make sure you're with a practitioner who knows about megadosing. I think that's more of a orthomolecular um, uh, field, or, which is also one of, the, uh, one of the books back here. So if you're into orthomolecular, which I don't recommend megadosing with anything, it's not, it's not a, a gentle approach. And honestly, 
mean, okay, so if I could give advice, last piece of advice for this uh, episode, um, if I could give advice on how to approach vitamins is to take an appropriate amount of vitamins uh, for the long term. Uh, I would get, you know, try to get as much vitamins as you can from food. But the issue with that is that a lot of vitamin or a lot of food doesn't have much nutrition anymore because of the way that that uh, it's farmed, it's the way that it's made. Um, it's there's no, there's not enough nutrition in the soil to get transferred into the into the plant, basically. So that's kind of the downside to the conventional medicine or conventional way of farming, actually. So um, anyway. So that is my last piece of advice. If you have any questions about anything, I'll stop this here. Okay, if you have any questions, feel free to comment below. We have a, a summit coming up on the 28th, 29th. So it's Ted Hannock, Senjin Larson, and I are co-hosting a two-day event, a massive two-day event. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to go through it all for I don't know how many hours. So it's like one day is nine to five and the next day is also nine to five and there's no, no lunch breaks. I'm confused on that, but a ton of guests and, um, and some pretty big names. So feel free to sign up below. There'll be an email uh, list that you can sign up for so that you can get the link for the event. We'll send a, an email before the event with the link. It's a webinar. That's because of, uh, you know, accessibility pretty much. But I think um, a lot of summits for the foreseeable future are going to be uh, all digital, which is a shame. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, Dr. Buttar's uh, summit right, not that long ago was actually the last one that I know of that's that had enough people in it to to really be called a summit uh, I mean you know uh, audience wise and and panel wise but anyway uh, so have any um, anything else I got to promote I think that is it so have a great day I'll see you guys on the next show and uh, and stay safe and also stay free <laughs>